Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. We are your hosts, Bethany and Sarah, and this is the podcast where we dig deep into the minds of fellow real estate investors and entrepreneurs. We pull back the curtains to learn all of the secrets and strategies on the road to success. We are here today with Jekka St. John. Not only is she one of the top realtors in San Diego County, but also a good friend of ours. So thank you for joining us. Thank Jekka. you. Thanks, Jekka. <laughs> Yes. Love it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you doing? Tell us about your career, how you make your money, who you are. All right. Well, I've been in real estate going on to 15 years. Um, I bought and sold five properties before I became a realtor. And that's five? Five. That's yeah, a lot. For myself. Um, and that's what kind of drew me into loving real estate and becoming a realtor um, in my late 20s. And from then, I just went on. Um, so yeah, so I just, I started in San Diego, born and raised and, um, I haven't looked back. So this has been a crazy couple years. So how did you know that real estate was even like uh, an option? Like, did you have family? No, I I knew no one in real estate. So you just woke up one day and you're like, real estate. No, I just thought like real estate was a smart thing to do. I didn't want to rent anymore. I didn't want to pay rent to my landlord and not be able to paint my walls or like do whatever I wanted to the house. So I was like, I want to buy my house. If I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to um, live anywhere, I'm going to own it. And that kind of got the ball rolling then? And that got like, the ball okay. rolling. It's just knowing that it was smart to buy real estate. And so when I was like 20, 21, I moved back in with my parents to save money to buy the first house. What were you doing before that? Uh, before that, I worked at an art gallery in Coronado. So. What? That's yeah. so cool. I didn't even know that. I, I managed an art gallery and learned a lot about art, um, just managing that for like two years. And then I also was an esthetician, so... Vice um, of <laughs> Woman of all trades, Jill of all trades. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like that... It's not Jack. No, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> So it sounds like you've always seen real estate as an investment vehicle or a way to build wealth, essentially. Yes, definitely. I mean, I have talked to enough wealthy people, and I always ask them, like, how did you get where you were at? And whether it was a doctor, attorneys, whatever career they had, a lot of them said that what they did wasn't the good paying job. That was still like a paycheck to paycheck type of thing. Being a doctor or an attorney, you can make a lot of money, but they also live their lifestyles to a certain extent. So even when you make more income, you spend more. And they didn't. They said, you know, my career, my job gave me a good living, but I invested in real estate, and that's what gave me my retirement. So basically, it doesn't matter what your income level is. Everybody can invest and have the same goal and achieve that same goal it doesn't necessarily whether you're starting with like your first apartment you know start somewhere own something like you hold on to that property it's going to go up it's going to continue to go up one of the things that i've always respected and appreciated about you is you do have your foot in a few different pools uh, for lack of better terms so expand on that because not only are you an agent but i know you invest as well in different so tell us a little bit about the different ventures that you have going on. Yeah, so I mean, before 
um, pre-COVID, but even before, like a year, like probably 2018, I kind of noticed like inventory was starting to get tight and I knew like sales each year were going to be harder to get. And so it wasn't going to be like, I'm going to continue to, you know, unless I grew a big, huge team or something, which I didn't really desire, um, that inventory was getting less. And so I wanted to figure out some other avenues of like streaming and income and not just putting, I always say, don't put your eggs in one basket, kind of diversify. So, um, so yeah, I, I never had time to just focus on, I work with a lot of investors doing flips, but I never had time to like flip myself. Um, I just didn't have time to spread myself out like that and just couldn't, you know, um, couldn't work with my clients well enough if I was too spread out. But because inventory started to tighten up, I, I thought, okay, maybe I'll try to get into a few other things. So I started, um, I have an Airbnb in La Jolla and that started like picking up and doing really well. So I kind of got my feet wet with how the Airbnb rentals work and what you can make off of them. And then, um, when COVID did hit, I was like, oh crap, like, okay, it's not even the COVID thing. It was like more that I just had more time because you literally had to stay home. So I had more time to think about it. And then just inventory was like flying off the shelf and you could hardly even find houses. So I did work on a couple flips myself um, because I slowed down. And so between like the Airbnb and then the flips and then um, the regular real estate and then I'm just working on like getting more Airbnbs now. So, can you touch a little bit more on your first Airbnb? Um, how did you start it? So that one kind of, um, in a way, fell in my lap. I um, I was paying attention to like Airbnb and like what it was doing, and I had friends that were doing it. So I kind of was like, okay, that's interesting, but I didn't really have a house to Airbnb myself. And um, the owner of the house that I was renting um, gave me the option to buy. And so it had two houses on one lot. So the little house, um, it's just a one bedroom, one bath, but um, it had tenants in there and they had a lease going on. So I think I had them in there for another six months. And then I was like, I'm going to try this Airbnb because rule of thumb is you're supposed to get about three times the amount of what someone would rent it for so I was like if I could if that's true and I can work that like I can almost get my mortgage paid for yeah, like that's on the whole thing so I was like I'm gonna try it like it's you why know, not what do you why not? Yeah. yeah and it's in a good area so yeah it was true because within a year I was probably close to like that hole I love how you mentioned that it kind of felt in your lap and I think people come across those kinds of opportunities all the time where something basically falls in the, their lap. But the difference between what you did and what everybody else did is that you actually acted on it right. despite being worried that it might fail, despite not knowing how to do it and never having done it before. And like just taking the easy route and like getting another like long-term tenant in there. Like, yes, it felt in your lap, but the difference is that you acted yeah. on it. And yeah, it's, I think a lot of people, like some people will say, oh, well, you're lucky. Like that doesn't come around that often. But I think that there's been plenty of times in my life with housing. You know, I found my first house when I was 22 by driving by and the guy was putting this sign out for sale by owner. 
and I literally stopped and was like, how much is your house? Can I see it? And was like, I'll buy it right now. So um, you act. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I feel I, like that's the difference. Yeah, take like, I mean, starting your own business, doing anything in life, if you just, like, stay. Some people just prepare. Yeah. Like, they overly prepare. Or they, or they just overly, overly think. Yes. And they want Jinx. numbers. <laughs> they want numbers. They want to see, yeah. like, how it works. Evidence. And, and they, yeah. like, need to make sure that they're complete. Just, just do it. Yeah. That's part of risk taking. Everything you do, whether you're buying a house, starting a business, buying stock, everything is going to be up and down. And yeah, like if everything was easy and risk free, we'd all be super rich. Well, I mean, it goes back to saying like the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Kudos to you for doing that. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Along those same lines, what's been the biggest hurdle that you've had to overcome? Uh, The biggest hurdle. a lot. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like, <laughs> Every day there's, like a lot of daily hurdles. There's a lot of things. I think the biggest hurdle in general, just overall with real estate, is um, you know when you when you're starting off for years, you're like up and down. You don't know when your next check is gonna be until you get like a little bit more stable. I mean, and then, then there's things like COVID that happened. You, yeah, you know, right. I mean, you can look at sales and numbers of like huge agents that normally produce produce like. Say they have a team or themselves or whatever, 50 to 100 properties a year. And you go now and look at theirs and they might be at like 10, 20, 30 properties where they were, their volume was three times as much. The inventory isn't there to sell. Yeah. There's just nothing to sell. So like that, like that's out of our control. There's nothing we could do about that. So like getting a sell right now is like crucial to where it's like, that's your paycheck. And so those are the biggest hurdles is just the unknowns of like sales and when is your next closing and are you going to, is it going to get worse? Like, is it going to get worse? Like it just continues to get like lower inventory. Every time I look at the stats, it's like less and less and less. And it's like, okay, there's how many agents in San Diego? 40,000 agents in San Diego. And And there's like, yeah, (laughs) I think of all total like mobile homes, houses, like I think there's 900 properties. It's insane. it sounds like what you're referring to is more like a sense of security, right? Yeah. It's like you don't have that security, you mm-hmm. know, and that's something that people don't, didn't expect to happen, you know, becoming a realtor. They, they're not like in five years, we're going to have no inventory. Like we're going to be sold out of houses. Like mm-hmm. no one plans that. So I think just like the instability of like playing with the market and you have to be on top of the market. Like you have to like see what's happening and how, what, is my next chess move like mm-hmm. what am I gonna do and that's like what I did in 08 I was like okay like I think I need a like a couple people on my team we all need to work for it and then that brings me a little bit of income by having a team by you know having their commissions mentoring them and then you know like having Airbnb I mean but Airbnb is still the same thing those are risks that you take and when COVID happened I got cancellations for two months straight and I was like holy crap you know and I was lucky to find two different people rent it for a month at a time, but it covered basically what I would rent the least. I think I got like twenty. So you, a yeah, month. you ended up being fine. Yeah. So I, I like, but you. That's the thing is, you have to roll the punches. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like literally, I feel the exact same way. The biggest thing is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you mentally navigate through that? Um. I think mentally, like for me, I think 
when I started, I learned quickly that you don't know when your next paycheck is going to come and you're planning on having a closing and, and you're expecting maybe, oh my God, you know, $10,000 in my bank account or whatever. And you're like, you're literally up to the closing and you're thinking you're going to have this and you're already like pre-spending it in your head or what you're going to pay There's off. a lot of memes out there for yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's like, you watch these new realtors like, yeah, I'm so, you know, I went and bought my new Beamer and I, you know, went and bought a new purse and like all this stuff. And you're just like, oh no. Oh but, no. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Yeah. But I started, I already had um, two kids when I started. So I knew like I had to save, like it wasn't just about You had me. a budget yeah. and you And I, really that's, like... that's what gives me my, my like, like a little bit of stability is like I save really well. And so when I do go up and down or if there's something that's happening, I have enough cushion in my bank that I've saved to feed myself and my kids. And I always have a backup plan. Like I always have a plan. I feel like that's like a, a main staple of all entrepreneurs is there's always a plan. There's always a plan B and C and yeah, D. D. Like, <laughs> like there's always But it's like literally like I have my plan. If worst case scenario, worst case scenario, yeah. and that gives me my security. Is like not putting everything like this is what's gonna happen. I always have like a little bit of security to back me up. So it helps not have like commission breath and like have to Commission breath. And I've never heard that before. Oh, I like really? that phrase. Commission yeah. breath. Oh, yeah. It's like it, inspiration. Yeah. It's like you're waiting for that commission. And oh. You're just like, you will do Which whatever. basically means you're still just living paycheck to paycheck. Congratulations. You have not. Like, Which is the majority, yeah. it's the majority of realtors, though. Average is what, two sales a year for every agent? Interesting. So. You mentioned your kids. How do they play into your career life? Like, do they help you out with anything? Do you, are you trying to leave any type of legacy for them? Um, yeah, I'm trying to, I, I, I've always tried to like talk about real estate and embed like that into their heads so that they are aware of like, you know, they hear a lot of the verbiage and the words and stuff. And um, yeah, I'd love one of them to try to become a realtor and help me out one day. Um, but you know, I kind of let them figure out what they want to do first. I don't want to pressure them. Um, they don't help me out so much, but, um, they're good boys. Yeah. They're I good kids them. and they know, like, they're they really know good. what I do. My youngest one thinks I make a billion dollars a year <laughs> <laughs> and he thinks I make all this money off. Probably sees your face house. all over town. Yeah. Well, well, I think people say like, so. they go, famous. you see, I sold a million dollar house. I think in their head, they're like a million dollar house. You made a million dollars. Oh no. <laughs> you know, this is what you'd make off a million. But I think, you know, they, you know, they are on my social media, so they see when I close a house, and I think they like, oh, mom just got a paycheck. <laughs> they know. They like, oh, I need a new pair of shoes. I come So, but yeah, they, I mean, they're, they've been my motivation too, because it's like, you know, they, they're good kids, and I wanted to give them, you know, a decent life. Yeah. If you could turn back the clock and speak to your 20-year-old self, what advice yeah. would you I mean, there's all of that, but you know, you can never ever tell someone what to do when they're young. They think they're doing it the, the, the right way. And as long as you learn from your mistakes and 
grow from there. I think we all need to, you know, make our own mistakes. Um, but career-wise, I wish, and this is, like, something I always warn, like, every new agent that gets in, I'm like, keep up on your CRM, your your lists of clients. Like, like do it little by little so that you're, like, in, you know, you. I just jumped in. Like, I jumped into real estate thinking, I'm going to, like, literally walk through houses, say how beautiful they are, find good deals, and sell them. And all I'm going to do is, like, you see that on TV. You're yeah. going to sell these beautiful homes. You get to see all these homes or crappy homes or nice homes, whatever it is, and you get to, like, put a deal together. There's a whole other business behind it, a financial financial business, and there's a whole, like, marketing business. And, like, most of the people are just good at, like, talking to people and, like, figuring out what to do with the house and how mm-hmm. to, like, put the tr- – the, the closing the together and yeah the it. whole transaction of it but there's a whole like other businesses that go along with it you know and like getting an s-corp or an llc and like doing your taxes and what are write-offs and saving up money and all your payments so it's a whole business so i wish i would have started like knowing like staying organized with it all and like someone teaching us like this is not just real estate this is your business yeah you have finances you have marketing you have to stay organized with all this stuff like not just sell houses but i think that goes in line with things we talked about earlier with you as well where you just take action because in reality if you try to have all that set up up front you're yeah. never going to actually yeah. get into the business and i think like so the, worried about the best realtors are the ones that just throw themselves out there they're or mm-hmm. like not organized behind the oh not at all but they're the like how do you do they're like this? i'm just this is what my client wants this is what they need i'm just going to focus on what's in front of me because this is what's making me money yeah and then the whole backside is messy which Very, yeah, you know yeah, i've seen that yeah so there's a level of kind of figuring out as you go you have to just jump in yeah. but then Take some time yeah. along the By way. By the time you realize it, it's like going. too late, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, my whole back end is a mess." But that's the part I wish someone would have said. It's very important to stop and take an hour a day and like like work on all of this. Yeah. You know, so work on the business, not yeah. in the business. Yep. Is that exactly. what they say? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you have any type of motto or set of values that you? operate your business um i think that most of the my team that i that's on my team you know a lot of them will say you know jacka you're too nice or like you give too much and that's just uh, i'm not going to change that like that's who i am i'm not gonna um become one of those monster realtors who are just mean and just treat people badly i treat everyone with respect and that's what i embed in them is very like, very humble the tables turn and it always you're always going to be sitting on that other side maybe you know so it's like a new agent might be not knowing what they're doing and might be annoying or might like screw things up but if you're like super mean to that realtor one day when you're 10 years they will remember you i remember when i started off and i had realtors act like you know they're everything in the world they're god and and they treated people badly and I was like, I'm never going to be that person. I get that. At this point in your business, your personal life, anything, what are you looking for? What can we help with or what can our listeners help with? Um, what am I looking for? 
I don't know what I'm looking for. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like I'm happy. Sure, daddy. <laughs> I feel like I'm happy and content with everything right now. Yes. In the back of my mind, I kind of question like how much real estate are we going to have to sell in the future? You know, in the next couple of years, what is it going to be like? Um, but, um, I'm pretty content. I think COVID really gave me more of a balance, like slowed me down to where I've taken more time for myself. I remodeled my kitchen, like stuff that I've been wanting to do, got my feet wet with my own flips, like stuff like that. Um, so I'm pretty happy overall. I just, I feel like, you know, I mean, of course, any fixers bring them to us. Like, you know, if, if there's any good deals out there, um, we put them together and that's my passion is like trying to make those homeowners happy. Like if they're selling them off market or if they need help re uh, relocating, um, to like a senior home or you know whatever it takes like we try we figure it out as a team and, and get it done so um yeah i mean housing what's housing, your 2022 goal <laughs> 22 goal god i really you know i ate chinese food on new year's and it said <laughs> that i was my my fortune said i was perfect the way i am uh, you are. i would agree so yeah. i really did not i was like that means i do not need to set like goals. i hit my peak i don't yeah, have to i'm perfect the way i am like just ride out this wave like it's gonna be another weird year <laughs> and i'm just gonna ride it out and have fun like and it. and figure it out as i go because yeah. that's basically what we oh, do it's we, perfect we we pivot when we need to pivot and we you know we do we that's that's just you have to learn to be flexible when you're a realtor. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head too when you said you're having fun. And I think that so often we just get so caught up in the grind of everything and, and the, pressure. the stress of it. I, yeah. I think so many people in this in this industry, and that's the thing, like especially for women or men, men too, but I think with women we compare ourselves a lot, you know, to each other and like, oh, how many deals are you doing? Or like, you know, whatever it is, you know. And, or why is she doing more than I am? Or why is she doing better than I am? And honestly, you cannot compare yourself to anybody because everyone's situation is different. Mm -hmm. So how can you sit there and compare your life to their life? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And everyone's goals are a little bit different. And like everyone's happiness is different. My happiness would not be doing 100 deals a year or having a team of 50. That would drive me insane. That would be a job for me. Like, yeah. you know, I want to have a career that I make and then have enough income to have a happy life and live with, you know, being able to see my children and ha hanging out with them and spending time and going on little vacations and stuff like that. That's my balance. That's my happiness. So I've learned not to compare myself to other people. I like that. That's a good lesson. I definitely struggle with that, don't yeah. I? Yes, you do. <laughs> like, you're your own... Um, Whatever. Yeah, you're you new. are the what star of your own freaking show. <laughs> Measure yourself show. only against yourself. You are definitely you're, the star of your own freaking show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't care what anybody else is doing. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, just you know, you want like I try to like look at my what I did the year before, and I try to beat those. But if I if I can't, or like because of COVID and inventory slowing down. I'm gonna like enjoy the free time that I have, you know. And you're already perfect, yeah. as we talked about. So yeah, there's really my, no my fortune said I'm mean perfect. Your, your Chinese cookie said so. Yeah. <laughs> I said so, and it was on New Year's Day. So oh, I, was like, I mean, even yeah, more no reason. Yeah. 
Was it from um, Panda, Panda yeah. Express? <laughs> yeah. That is a valid, valid that is Yeah, most of them are pretty lame, but that was, that was now a good I one. Yeah, yeah, that, that was great. meant to be, for sure. So any other final thoughts? I mean, I feel like that's a good one to end it on, but anything else you'd like to share before we wrap things up? Uh, we don't need more realtors in this world, so <laughs> no one else put your license aside. <laughs> Uh, but if you are a realtor or you're pursuing it and you are passionate about it, I mean, go for it. Just, you know, just keep working. It's it, what you put into it is what you get out of it. So if you think it's just going to be a weekend or not a weekend job, like I don't work any weekends or nights and it's going to be these hours, then you should probably go get a regular job um, <laughs> because it's yeah, completely opposite. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Just, but, I mean, you, you just have to keep, you have to be someone who's super flexible and, um, tough and just you know follow what you are passionate about thank you jacka for hanging out Jacka! and chatting with us oh, jacka, a good wait, time. what's your real name jacka oh yeah jacka jacka <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll leave it at that the real name is jacka but jessica yeah no. but the real name is jacka like yeah. if anyone calls me jessica everyone's like what no you don't respond you don't respond yeah, yeah. yeah. jacka thank you for hanging out with us i hope all of our listeners Enjoyed that and got some great information out of it. Please stand up. Now, uh, <laughs> let's go grab a drink. Yeah. <laughs> In true realtor form. Yes. yes. <laughs> Work a little, then drink. <laughs> or both at the same time. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed that episode with Jekka St. John. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at built.different.podcast and JekkaXOXO. Be sure to like and subscribe, and we look forward to chatting with you next time.